Hello and welcome to Monsei, a K-pop podcast. I'm your host, Zia J, and I've got another mini episode for you this week with the latest news and reviews. I was going to have a full episode for you yesterday, but I was working on the script until the very last minute and I just couldn't work it into something I was happy with. And for me, as both a journalist and a fan of podcasts, I don't want to give you something that I'm unsatisfied with. But next week I will have a full episode for you with an interview that I'm super, super excited about. I might have some teasers about it on the socials this week, so make sure you're following Monse Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. But let's get into the news of the week. This week began with the release of Rolling Stone Korea's first ever cover ahead of the release of their first issue, featuring P-Nation artists Psy, Jesse, Hyuna, Dawn, Hayes and Dark. Rolling Stone is an internationally renowned music and pop culture publication, and it's an honour for any artist to be on the cover, especially of the first issue. It's also a statement that P-Nation was the label that got their artists on the cover of Rolling Stone. They're a newer company, so I only founded them in 2018, but they have been growing slowly but surely since then. It was announced this week that SM Entertainment will be partnering with MGM Television to launch auditions in the US for NCT Hollywood. The subunit will be an American unit of NCT, and auditions are running for male trainees between 13 and 25 years old. While auditions will happen in the US, those selected will train in Seoul at the SM campus. There's a lot of discussion about this, especially since many NCT fans are already concerned that some units and members are treated poorly with few promotions. This also raises some questions about what K-pop is and what makes a K-pop artist. It's a difficult question, I don't think it's one I'm particularly equipped to answer, but it's going to be an interesting point of discussion for a lot of fans both of NCT and of K-pop in general. There has been no confirmation as of yet about when the show will actually happen. That's not the only SM Entertainment story of the week, however. SM, along with YG Entertainment, have been relegated from blue chip companies to mid-sized businesses by the Korea Exchange. This is the first relegation for SM since 2008, and for YG since 2013. The classification is determined by a variety of economic factors, including net worth, earnings, return on equity, net profit, and sales. While both SM and YG exceed the requirements for net worth and sales significantly, both have recorded losses in net profit and return on equity. Out of the big three companies, only JYP Entertainment remains classified as a blue chip company, which some analysts credit to more transparency and less centralised management than other agencies. Obviously, these are not the only major entertainment companies, but for the last couple of decades, they have dominated the Korean music industry. A lot of people are questioning now if they'll be able to meet the blue chip requirements again, and what that might mean for their artists. Former Nine Muses member Ryu Sara talked about how she was forced out of the group and threatened by her CEO in an interview this week. Ryu Sara left the group in 2014, when her contract with Star Empire ended. She explained that in the contract renewal discussions, she advocated for the group to attend concept discussion meetings and have a say in costumes and the creative direction of comebacks. 
the company refused to agree and didn't renew her contract. Although she explained how she had now made peace with the issue, she commented that she had been threatened by the CEO and his connections, something she says was common at that point in the industry and still happens today. As always, these stories bring up a lot of questions about the ethics of K-pop in the industry and the ongoing issue of how to support idols without endorsing negative treatment like this. A lot of the stories this week are stories that have triggered a lot of online conversation and discussion, and I think that's really important. But on to a lighter topic, let's get into this week's reviews. This week was a big one for solo releases, kicking off with Super Junior's Yesong and his track Beautiful Night. I really love the funk and jazz influences on this song, with a really pretty mix of live and electronic percussion, and a stunning dirty bass line that's really present in the song. This track supports Yesung's vocals really nicely. It's a gorgeous late night chill vibe, and while he has some big ad-libs at the end, I think the fact that his voice isn't overpowering is a really strong feature of this song. Beautiful Night was made by a great mix of producers, from indie artist Noktu to Jake K, who has worked all over K-pop from Super Junior to Wekimeki. Ailey also had a comeback this week with Make Up Your Mind. This song is really clearly made to elevate Ailey's vocals, as her songs should be. A fun mix of Britpop-styled synths and with a heavy drop in the chorus, Make Up Your Mind is an interesting genre move from Ailey, but I think it lands. And I think that's a huge credit to her and the writers that she worked on this track with. Highlight came back this week with their song Not The End. A moving ballad with a solid EDM drop in the chorus, Not The End is a delightfully fresh image for the boy group. It's almost aggressively melodic, and while I wish it had been mixed to show off the members' vocals a little better at times, I think it really sells the emotional quality of the lyrics. The electric guitar that comes in at the end is a really, really nice touch. And look, it's spring in Korea and autumn here in Australia, but somehow this manages to suit both of those seasons really nicely. Solo artist Punch released her new track, We're Breaking Up, this week. A pretty but sad song, her soft vocals play really nicely with a gorgeous guitar and piano line. This week seems to be the week of just lovely songs, and Punch does this genre just so, so beautifully. A commenter on the music video said this song is relaxing on a chemical level, and I tend to agree. <laughs> and finally, a little bit of a cheeky review. The new drama Imitation started airing this week, based off a webtoon about idols. It's done very successfully. It's ranking as one of the highest weekend dramas at the moment. But it features a handful of fake idol groups who are actually releasing music as part of promotions for the show. One of these groups is Shax, which is made up of members of UKIS, SF9, JXR, and 80s. And this fake group released a real single this week. The song Marlo is a pretty classic K-pop song. Electronic instrumentation, a simple build to a dramatic chorus, rap sections, and a couple of big vocal moments. It's not anything mind-blowing, but I think it is interesting listening to a song that is made to be a really recognisable representation of K-pop. We have some big releases coming up this week, starting with NCT Dream and Oh My Girl, as well as Oneness's comeback and G-Idol's Yuki with her solo debut. 
As always, if there's comebacks or news you particularly want me to cover, let me know on the socials at Munsey Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. If you like the show and you want to support it, please share it. That's the biggest thing you can do for it at the moment. And the biggest thank you to everyone who already has. As I said, I've got a really interesting guest for you next week, so please stay tuned for that episode. This podcast is produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I acknowledge that this land was stolen and sovereignty over it was never ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. I've been your host, Zia J. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you next week for the next episode of Munsey, a K-pop podcast. <laughs>